Welcome to Colorado Prep Sports All Access, your go-to weekly podcast dedicated to Colorado high school sports. And now your hosts, Scott Horman and Phil Santucci. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to CO Prep All Access. Scott Horman, along with my co-host Phil Santucci. Phil, how you doing today? I'm good. How you doing, Scott? It's been a little bit. It's been it a has. little while. I went on vacation. You've been. You were down uh, doing a bunch of RMAC stuff. Yep, absolutely. Uh, which uh, which is really cool. It Tell is. Tell me a little bit about what the art, the, the stuff you did with RMAC. Um, so uh, one of our actual our hosts, one of our co-hosts for the Colorado Prep Spotlight, also works with the RMAC Showcase TV show um, on the Altitude Sports Network. So uh, we work together time to time um, with each other's shows. So we were down there covering the RMAC uh, softball championships and the men's lacrosse championships at Colorado Mesa University in Grand Junction. Which is which is really cool. You're, yeah, it's you, a nice campus. Especially, you, you know, you've been doing high school sports on the, um, you know, Colorado Prep uh, spotlight show that yeah. airs on Monday nights. You've been doing that. Then you got to go to yeah, it was a nice break. Stuff, it was a cool break. Cool. Yeah, it was, uh, you know, seeing a lot of the same sports. The lacrosse, the, the level of... Um, Lacrosse compared from high school to college is a big jump. There's not nearly as many goals. It's 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 a lot. It's a lot more like hockey when you're watching college yeah. lacrosse because they can really move the ball a lot better and they, the action is a little bit more crisp. But not that there's some great action in Colorado and you know yeah, in high school no, lacrosse here, not, but it's a dogging, lot of goals here. You're, you're not dogging. You're not dogging high school lacrosse. You're really giving props to the yeah. College and a lot, you know, a lot of those kids on the Colorado Mesa team, uh, they are playing a school from Westminster uh, Westminster College. It's a newer school out of uh, Salt Lake City, Utah. Um, but they had a ton of Colorado kids on the roster, so it's a lot of those Colorado high school kids that get up there. Yeah, so, and then they cool. learn the game. They play it year round, and they they become better at it. Yeah. Um, Let's talk a little bit, you know, the high school sports in general. We're getting down to the nitty-gritty in the spring. Yeah, uh, it's crazy. These last four weeks of the year are always kind of crazy. So yeah, it's, and, it's and for you it's absolutely insane because almost every championship is on a Saturday. Yeah. you got to have your show done by Sunday. Yeah, it's crazy. So you're literally every weekend you're going basically 24, 24 hours a day. Yep. But um, talk a little bit about because it, it, it's been fun to watch um, this spring kind of – the evolution of some of these other sports are, are becoming bigger and bigger. Lacrosse is, is is literally becoming one of the biggest sports in the state of Colorado. Yeah, no, that's a good segue for sure. And it, it really has become um, just ridiculous how big lacrosse is getting, not just in Colorado, but just nationally. I think there's some stats out there saying that it's it's definitely the fastest youth-growing sport. Um, overtook soccer, you know, a couple of years ago in that stat. So, Well, think, think about it this way. You're a, high, you're, you're a little 10-year-old boy. And you're playing in right field in baseball, and you're picking the dandelions, and you're, and they, then they put a stick in your hand, and you get to run around. Yeah, right. It's and a lot get, more attractive to a young kid for cor- sure, correct. and that's and that's where they're starting to win a lot of the uh, the numbers games. Is they're getting them when they're really young. So yeah, I see a lot more. Uh, you know, when we're going out for shows, shoots at high schools, we'll still see a lot more um, youth lacrosse teams now. You know, with their dads out there throwing the. To stick around, and, and the funny thing is, that I can tell the dads don't really know how yeah. to play lacrosse, <laughs> yeah. but the kids want to do it. So it's it's that kind of a sport right now. Well, yeah, because the the, the dads grew up playing baseball. Yeah, and, and I get it, man. I, I'm telling you, it, you know, if lacrosse would have been around when I was a kid, I might not have played baseball. I don't know. It's it's a cool sport. I'm I'm with you, but it's it's a great segue into uh, into the state championship tournament, which yeah. just started this week. Um, actually, tonight are all the first round games going on in five A boys lacrosse. So, um, you know, for for those of our listeners who aren't, uh, you know, knowledgeable on the lacrosse world, Colorado's got some of the better teams in the entire country year yeah. in and year out. It's it's kind of the uh, 
the gem of the West because it's such an East Coast-driven sport. But it, re it really is an it, East Coast. It's such coast a you know that's where it was invented. It kind of makes sense, but. Um, just to kind of recap some of the, you know, the teams to keep an eye on, the championships aren't going to be until uh, May 18th, and they'll be at Sports Authority Field, which is awesome for those kids yeah. to get down there. But um, it's kind of your, your normals. Regis Jesuits, your number one seed, and they look good again to get all the way back there. Um, Cherry Creek was in the game last year. They won their first-round game. Um, so they're looking good again as the five seed. you got Vista as the three seed. Um, Kent Denver's your two seed. Usually it's it's either Kent Denver or, you know, Denver East or Regis Jesuit or Cherry Creek. Those yeah. four kind of yeah, switch. Yeah, those four every year. So those, you know, those schools, it's kind of your normal, like I said. Keep your eye on through that. There'll be some good games coming on in the quarters and semis yeah, um, and, uh, leading up to the states. Yeah, and a couple of years ago, Arapaho was a, was a powerhouse in – Ranked in the in, like in in the country, like and, yeah, and they always are too. And I should have probably mentioned their name yeah. in that little uh, blurb of all theirs. And they won their first round game against Highlands Ranch too. So they're they moved on into the quarterfinals. And yeah, they've they've always been a, a lacrosse program in Colorado. Yeah, and and what I I find it's so funny. You said you were talking about it a minute ago about the, not as much scoring at the you know at the college level. You look at these games: eleven to five Regis over Legend, fifteen to fifteen to nine Chaparral. You know, I mean, t they're scoring fourteen, fifteen. Yeah, uh, goals a game, and that's crazy. It's, it is. It's a lot. It's a lot of uh, actually. And I'm surprised there's not more, just because the goalie is just like not padded up, and it's just. It seems like it's just free reign on those guys, and it's impressive when they even would, make stops. You think about when you were a catcher when you were 13, 14. Can, can you imagine getting it, getting in that net and that ball? Because oh, have no. you ever been hit with a lacrosse ball? Oh yeah, they're they're brutal. It's hard. They're very heavy. So yeah, it's crazy. So it's it's a it's a cool sport, like I said. So let's chat a little girls. Um, playoffs they just got going as well there's only one bracket for the girls um obviously just not as many teams throughout the state but um again your usual suspects um are you know who we got to look out for in the playoffs cherry creek's got the number one seed they're looking really good colorado academy's the two seed they're in it every single year um columbine's kind of a surprise as the number three team that's pretty cool to see um a jeffco school get that high up in the rankings into uh into lacrosse so that's really cool and then you got regis at the four seed and chap at the five seed so those games all get going uh this weekend uh the quarters are on the 16th and then the championship game is on the 23rd for the ladies so. yeah i think you see cherry creek regis th those those teams again uh, you know those those schools for whatever reason seem to and I, and, I, and I look at Regis, and I, I see, you know, Terry Creek's good at almost every sport every year, numbers-wise. It's just obvious. But yeah. you look at Regis, and, and they're really good at some of those sports that are, I don't want to, I don't want to, I want to say this the right way. They're not country club sports, you know, the, yeah. the, the, the ones that take a little bit more money to play, like lacrosse yeah. does take. Yeah. If you're playing on a club lacrosse team when you're young, you are paying a lot of money. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, you know, th those are, it seems like those schools are always really good. And I, I have a feeling that Cherry Creek being the number one seed, I think they're going to run the table. That's just me. But Yeah, I, I, I'm with you real quick. Um, let's go over to, to 4A real fast and the boys for lacrosse, and then we'll move on to some of the other uh, sports that are in the midst of the playoff craze right now. Um, in 4A, the Dawson School is number one. They're, you know, a heavy favorite, I think, to go all the way this year. So you could probably almost pencil them in all the way to the – the championship game on the 18th. Um, Thompson Valley, which is pretty cool to see a team from up north um, get into the mix there. That's pretty cool to see. Um, and then this is always the fun thing about the 4A is you get Steamboats, you get Vail, you get Aspen. 
um, some of those schools that are out of the uh, you know the Denver Normal. Metro area. Yeah, it's yeah. pretty cool. Vail Mountains, the they they lost to the Dawson School, but as the 16 seed, it's cool to see Vail and. I know they have a huge lacrosse tournament every summer up in Vail that's, that's a huge deal nationally. So, like you said, it's growing. So it's growing it, into the mountain well, towns. It, yeah, in mountain towns and, and watching that and, and seeing um, it become, you know, me as a baseball guy and you as a baseball guy, it kind of hurts our feelings a little bit. But as long as kids are playing sports, yeah. it's a great thing. So, no, it's cool. And so, I like to – at the college level, like I said, is a really cool glimpse into, like, what the next step is. So it was pretty cool to see, actually. That's awesome. Um, you want to talk a little soccer? Yeah, let's move on to uh, to soccer. And then um, before we even dive – because this is – soccer we'll dive into pretty deep. But you got track and field state championships are next week. Uh, we got a really cool feature coming up in the Spotlight Show. Um uh, with one of the reporters from CO Mile Split, which is basically the big national track publication here that gave us a bunch of good insider info on who to look out for for track. So keep an eye out for that. There's also uh, boys swimming and girls golf that are all coming up in the next couple of months. Which is or in the next couple of weeks. I love watching me. the girls golf uh, because some of those scores in girls golf are really low. Yeah, yeah. The the, the top five will impress you big time for yeah, sure. Yeah, so. it's real golf. It's crazy. Um, but yeah, the other you know big tournament style bracket that we got going on obviously is girls soccer. So um, in five A, the number one team there is Grandview. Obviously, no surprise they were uh, very heavy favorites going into the tournament. They won their first round game over Pine Creek easily. Um, they are now actually um, let's see going up against Boulder, a 17 seed in their uh, game it, tomorrow or today, but the Bears on isn't, Friday. Isn't Boulder a pretty big soccer? Boulder is a very big soccer uh, school. Their boys yeah. are very, very good. Yeah. Uh, they're kind of more known for their boys, but their girls have been having a really, really good year. And, you know, just to get in that top, I think, you know, 16, 17 is a pretty good accomplishment to get into the playoffs. So, but look out for Grandview. They're probably going to be a juggernaut to get all the way through. Um, the Highlands Ranch schools are there again, Rock Canyon. Um, you've got Broomfield from last year who made it all the way to the championship game. Um, they're the two seed. Um, so you got to look out for those guys. Obviously, have some playoff pedigree and some experience. Um, did, did you see the upset over Regis over Fruita Monument? I was just going to over, look at Fruita, too. 29 over four. Wow. Um, that is something that doesn't happen, but that's the thing about soccer. Yeah. You know, you get a goal early, and then you kind of play keep away. Yeah. You, know, you know, I mean, it, it's... So that's an awesome win for Regis. Yep, it really is. Um, and then into the 4A girls, uh, into the soccer state championships, and we'll have some uh, info on 3A and 2A. Um, if you want to see the brackets, go over to Chassa. They've always got a really good detailed breakdown of the brackets. Um, but for the, the 4A, you know who we're looking out for is Windsor. We did some stuff on them with the TV show. Um, always an impressive program up there in Windsor, which is a, a big soccer world, actually. I know they have big soccer tournaments up yeah. there. They've got so much space and so many cool facilities up north that Windsor's turned into quite the program up there. Um, you know, again, in 4A, Valor Christian's always going to be there. This kind of surprises some people. You hear 4A, you hear Valor, you're like, oh, yeah, it's, that's true. they still got some 4A competition. Yeah, um, I, I think, think actually pretty much everything except for football. Yeah, but I think this is the last year. I think they're going 5A in everything. I talked to Brian Bond, the baseball coach, um, after their nice win against Heritage last week, and and uh, he literally said, he goes, we're going 5A in everything. I think they should. I think they're, they're at that time. Yeah, I think it's time. Um, for sure. Uh, Dievlin is a 4 seed. They just lost to Mullen, who was a 29 seed as well. Wow. So that's pretty crazy, and also crazy to say Mullen is a 4A school. 
Yeah. Um, but that's pretty crazy to see. So you, that's a couple upsets already in the girls' tournament. So and those guys you know, are right next to each other. Like I know. Those two schools are right next to each other. Very cool. Um, so make sure you guys, uh, you know, get out there. The the quarterfinals are going to be the the 16th in the championship game again over at Dick Sporting Good Park uh, for girls soccer is on the 23rd. And that's a cool venue to watch some soccer and a, um, you know, just really excited for the the high school kids to get out there and enjoy it out there. It's a super cool field. So if you haven't been out to Dick Sporting Goods Park, get out there. Sports Authority Park or excuse me, Sports Authority Field will be where all the lacrosse actions going down. So. Some of the high schoolers are going to start invading some of these pro fields around Denver, which is well, always cool. It's so cool to, to, to watch this. Uh, you know, we talked about it during softball. We talked about it a little bit during during basketball. Chassa, um, for them, they do a tremendous job of getting these tournaments put together. Um, I know for a fact that just, just watching it um, in basketball was amazing for me. And, oh, it's and, nuts. And so... I'm looking forward to all this. I'm looking forward to seeing. Yep. Uh, a couple of years ago, I went to I went to uh, Dick's, uh, you know, the, the soccer championships at, out at Dick's, and, and it was it was cool. Man. Yeah, it's it really was, cool. It was really cool. And I forgot to mention, um, girls tennis is this weekend. Um, I already did mention track and field. Yeah. I did mention boys swimming. So I think we just nailed them all there. But um, yeah, girls tennis is this weekend, and they already actually shrunk it down to a two-day tournament instead of three because of yeah, the weather. Yeah, because of the weather coming in. So uh, that'll be that's cool. But that always kicks off the spring championship season as girls tennis over at Gates and down yeah. at Pueblo and up in Greeley. So that's awesome. All right, man. Hey, this is what we uh, this is what we came here to do. Absolutely. <laughs> so we'll we'll get some more over the uh, the championship weekends here as we uh, as we get through May and move into the summer. All right, we're back here on CO Prep All Access. Scott Horman, Phil Santucci. We're here at the Shack in Littleton. Got a special guest with us, Ryan Serena, infield coach at Chaparral High School. Played at Chaparral High School. Uh, I can honestly say, kind of took care of business while he was there against us. We, oh, we, yeah. had, a, we had a hard time getting him out. So, <laughs> Ryan, thanks for being our guest. We appreciate you being here. Thanks for having me, fellas. Really, uh, really looking forward to it. Yeah. That, so, man. so, so Phil, you and I, you know, you and I go way back. I. I remember Ryan playing, and I remember just going uh, to our pitchers, just going, hey, how are we going to get him out? Right. If we can't get him out, let's just put him on first. He'll steal second, and hopefully we get the next guy out. Yep. But um, one of the things we're going to talk about with, with, with Ryan is obviously we'll talk about your bracket. Sure. Well, let's just talk about the state of, of high school baseball right now. Sure. You played it. Right. Now you're coaching it. Right. You played college ball. Yep. You, you, when – when you're coaching now, and, and then you think back about what you play, what 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 are the differences in today's game than it, when you played? Um, I mean, guys are throwing harder. We were talking about the other day that that there's more guys that are running balls up in the upper 80s and low 90s um, consistently, you know, consistently, right? Consistently, yeah. Back in the day, there was there was a guy here and a guy there that you knew, and and I remember when I was a young high school guy, it was it was uh, Luke French and Luke Wirtz in the Continental League, um, and those were kind of the two guys, and now. You know, there's two or three guys on every team. Yeah, they're, um, that, that, I used to light those guys up. By oh, the way, could be uh, I, really did. Did. <laughs> I knew that was coming. I'm gonna too. tell so them both. I'll tell well, them both. And you had coons too. Yeah, had coons too, right? Yeah, words, coons, and yeah, friends. No, there yeah, was some arms back Mike. in those days. There yeah. was, there was. Well, but like he said, it was kind of more in Schlereth. It was more in spurts. Yeah, a lot more in spurts back in those days than it is now. And so when you talk about that, as a as a coach at a high school. 
what do you do? I know you've got Pablo Severson over there as your hitting coach now, yeah, and Pablo. I know you guys have started to hit the ball. And, right. And he, uh, obviously we know Pablo, so he'll take credit for well, it. We and, love him. And he's done a great job, man. Yeah. He deserves the credit because yeah. he's done a great job of getting our hitters to buy into a process, and, and he's super consistent with his message. So yeah, that's and, huge. and I, you know, Pablo coached with me for years, and, and uh, that was one thing. He never wavered on what his approach right. to hitting was, and I don't think he ever will. Right. Uh, especially in today's uh, – kind of world of you know dip and drive sure, you sure. know he he has stayed away from that and right. and you guys have had a great year hitting yeah. the baseball yeah and actually pretty decent defense and right. and uh you're in a position now where you have a chance to go to that elite eight right um how does that affect you talked about the pitchers and all that how does that affect um how you go into the into the weekend do you do something different in practice to prepare for that um, I know a couple of drills Pablo does, and I love them. Sure. But talk about what your preparation is this week. Yeah, I mean, all, all year long, you know, when we know we're going to face a, a velo guy, you know, it's funny. We, this year, played everybody off of their bye um, in the Continental League, which it was that way last year. Um, you know, so we knew we were going to see some, some arms and some aces that were fresh. Um, you know, so preparation-wise, we'll, we'll break out the, the velo machine. Um, we'll do a lot of live at bat stuff, even in the cage. Um, you know, I think I think it's something where we want the guys to almost fail in practice, or at least be challenged in practice. You know, it's there's a, a a time to feel good, and that goes for every every phase of the game. You know, there's a time to hit them easy ground balls and and have them feeling good and get the feet going. There's a time to get your swing off and and hit balls out of the yard. But um, you know, as we prepare this week. You know, we we challenged our guys and we did some different things that that got them uncomfortable because you get into that that playoff bracket, there's a lot of uncomfortable moments and, and that Saturday, you know, it carries some weight. Um, yeah, and, we, it's we, important. Yeah, we talk about it. You go from literally, you go from 32 teams down to eight in one day. Right. Yeah, it's a lot of teams getting sent home. That's so, for sure. So there's you know there's 32 to start. And there's only eight standing yeah. at the end of it. Did you ever go to the Elite Eight when you were a player? We did. My senior year, we went to the Final Four um, at Chaparral. So we that's the best team we've had at Chaparral. I'll brag on that what, a little bit. What year nice. was that? that? That was 2006. 2006. 2006. Is that old? Okay. I'm getting old, man. I turned 30 on Tuesday. I still got so. two. I got a lot more on him. I got two years on him. Wow. Feels really old. Yeah, exactly. Wait, hold on. We if you guys are old. <laughs> We won't yeah, talk yeah, we'll, about we know that. We're in serious trouble. I'm in serious trouble. You're young at heart, Scott. Yeah, that is true. That that's is true. true. But uh, um, I got some questions. Yeah, for go ahead. Just yeah. with, with um, you know, that's kind of a good segue, actually, because it was a little bit different the way the playoffs were run when we were playing in high school. I think they changed them a little bit, maybe your years. But what's right. what do you guys kind of, um, you know, do you guys game plan a little bit ahead, or is it just game by game, you know, kind of the old school mantra throughout the playoffs or you know what do you, what do you, I guess my better question is what do you think really is the key to success in the playoffs is it more defense or offense or pitching well I mean to answer your first question one game at a time has kind of been our our thought process all year um, as it is for most teams I'm sure um, you know we got to go out and play game one against Columbine on Saturday you know we, we talked about it today there's no such thing as Heritage or Dakota Ridge there's only Columbine for us so right. um you know, for us specifically, um, just looking at some of our numbers on the year, the numbers between our wins and our losses on the hitting side haven't been as big a difference as they have been on the pitching and defense side. Um, 
you know so that's been a big key for me as the infield guy saying hey when we catch the when we catch the baseball yeah obviously that's key to success and it helps those guys on the bump feel comfortable pitching in contact and, and working in the zone um you know if, if they're scared to throw it in the zone and and they're afraid we're gonna boot it around the infield yeah you know that's where we start walking guys and it, and it kind of snowballs from there so yeah for us we got to catch it we've got to fill up the zone um you know and obviously we've got to we've got to put some runs on the board and attack offensively as well so yep. lastly uh it, just because it always comes up but i don't think it gets talked about until it actually happens is uh weather and it's it'll probably happen at some point throughout the tournament and it seems like some teams kind of take advantage of it in some weird ways and get hot because of rain delays and can get some other players in and sure. rest and can go the other way for some teams that were getting hot and kind of shut down. Right. Uh, what do you guys kind of do to deal with weather if it does pop up throughout the playoffs? You know, again, it's it's something that you can't predict and you can't uh, you can't control. Um, you know, so so keeping that one pitch at a time mindset. Um, you know, and playing one game at a time. You know, you kind of do the best with what you got at that point, and, and if you're fortunate enough to be able to bring a guy back, you know, with the pitch count rules especially, that's changed things yeah. a lot, and, and there's some there's some stipulations now, um, you know, so. Well, yeah, and I've seen some some teams back in the day, uh, and, and actually it's a uh, um, Tyler Monroe coach team at Regis where he had Andrew Scheid. He threw the first game, only went five innings, threw 55 pitches, and he started the second game. Sure. Oh, wow. And, and, and won both games to get you to the Elite Eight. And right. back then you could do that. And, I, you know, you really can't do that right. as much now. Right. Yeah. But, uh, well, and that's where that pitching depth comes in, right? You get, a, you get some of these schools that have two or three dudes that could be aces elsewhere, and, and that's the key to success, man, especially once you get past this weekend and into that round of eight. Then yep. it's really important. So. Well, and, Phil, you played in the Elite Eight. You played in the Elite Eight. I got to coach in the Elite Eight. It is a special tournament. It it's is. a special feeling. They tr- Chassa treats you really well. You show up. There's great crowds. Right. And if you have a chance to make it to that second weekend, man, is it fun. Right. It, it, is, uh, it is a lot of fun. Our, our, my one experience of coaching in the Elite Eight was uh, just awesome in 2009 with uh, Darren Schultes and, and those guys. And, and yeah. uh, he is now a coach at Heritage, which is kind of cool. You're right. coaching at Chappie. He's coaching at Heritage. Right. Um, he... You know, he, he, he basically took us there by himself, you know, and, and then we had Shane Opitz at shortstop, and I saw Shane Opitz make a play down the line that I've never seen in a high school game. I saw Gosman throw against us and, right. and throw Ty, Tyler Clauser through again. It was just awesome. Nice. Right. Um, and we lost. We came in fifth that year, but it was an unbelievable year. Right. Let's talk a little bit. I can't remember all my Elite Eight years because we had you were there every so year. many and yeah. Final Fours. And <laughs> this is what I deal with. This games. is what I deal with every week with him with the Cherry State Creek. Every yeah. games. Well, uh-huh. you know, and don't get, when we start talking about the brackets, I'm going to get all over Cherry Creek because I feel like Chassa. I don't know how it happens. I know RPI this year, but I I look at their bracket and I go, "What the heck? Are you kidding me?" <laughs> It, I mean, I get it. it you know, let's, knows? let's make sure Mark's there, and I <laughs> love Mark. It. I'm not trying to bag on Mark. I love but, it. You know. Anyway, let's talk a little bit because one of the things I noticed as I was doing a little research on on Chap is the amount of uh, innings pitched, the amount of strikeouts. It's not like a lot of teams where you have dominant strikeout pitchers. Right. Teams put the ball in play with you guys. Sure. And your fielding percentage is 9.35 in the year, which is. A very good fielding percentage for a high school team. Let's just yeah. get anything above nine, you know, nine hundred. I think sure. for high school baseball is really good. Well, yeah, well that was kind of our, our our focus coming into the year was if we can catch nine out of ten, we're going to be in good shape. Yeah, so. and, and and you and you did that. So that's that's a really cool thing. Yeah. But talk a little bit about the mindset that you have to have as a fielder when you know 
that the ball's going to get put in play because right. it's not like you walk a ton of guys either. It's, it's right. you know, I guess every team's had their bout with walks sure. in a game or sure. two, but for the most part, your guys have thrown strikes and you've had to make plays. So right. um, a lot of le- 13, 11 games and things like that because, right. like I said, ball's getting put in play. Talk a little bit about the mindset of your, uh, of your players, both the infield and outfield and your catcher and all that, um, to get ready knowing that you're going to – people are going to hit the ball. Yeah. Um, you know, again, to me, specifically with the infielders, and, and Mike Fiskus is our outfield coach, and, and he, I could say the same for him. We're, we're always talking about, you know, expect the ball every pitch. Um, it, it comes down to a one-pitch-at-a-time one mindset. So, um, you know, we've all been there where you, you days off, you, 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 you drift off for, for one pitch, and that's when the ball finds you. So um, we've had that on occasion this year. Um, but, you know, credit to our guys. They do a great job of locking in every pitch, expecting the baseball to be hit to them. Um, you know, there was one night that, that defense was huge for us in our win against Legend, and, and we turned three double play balls. Um, you know, that's always a big one for us. So, um, you know, big credit to our guys, you know, first on the practice field, preparing properly, um, you know, putting focus into their reps on the practice field, and then, and then expecting the ball every play um, on game day. So Yeah, and you, let's talk about your emotional leader. You know, you, you kind of, you as we were getting ready for the show, we talked a little bit, but right. tell me about this guy that kind of has come out of nowhere, you know, football guy. He's a big fella. He's sure. a, you know, seems like a lot of fun uh, in the dugout and things like right. that. Tell me a little bit about what that guy brings to the table. And, and you know, tell me who he is, and I'll, sure. I'll, I'll well, let you talk well, on him. Well, that guy for us is John Dutton. Um, John Dutton was uh was a football guy for us at chaparral um you know big big old boy like you said didn't doesn't play a lot of baseball in the summer fall like a lot of our guys do um you know so last year you know and this was talked about at our banquet the other night you know coach DeJosio said you're gonna have a hard time making this team next year because we've got a lot of guys coming back and they're gonna play all summer and fall and develop and and John said okay you know and and um, had an injury in the winter, so he's a little weight to our, our winter workout stuff. Um, but, boy, he made the team, and day one, you know, it, was, it just got better. It just got better. Um, you know, in terms of his production, you can, you can look at the stats, and I think he hit 340, 340 yeah. this year. Yeah, um, hit a home run. At Mountain Vista in the first inning, which was which was huge doesn't, against those guys. Doesn't strike out a lot. Doesn't strike out a lot. You know he'll battle and put the ball in play. So production-wise, he's a guy that we can count on. And, but just in terms of how he carries our team, man, he, uh, you know, he's always got guys up in the dugout. Um, we've been much louder this year than we have in the past. Sometimes um, Pablo's the guy that holds the leash and, and has <laughs> yeah, to tug it back. I know. That's I know awesome. Pablo's very good at that. Right. He is. He is so. Um, yeah, John's done a great job, boy. You can you listen to our dugout, you'll hear things like uh, diesels only. Um, we have a surplus of chairs. Um, what else? Oh man, uh, he'll say back in the dog pound on a on a day, daily basis. So, oh, I have a funny story. You guys probably won't even realize this, but I was cutting up a highlight of yours from like three weeks ago for yeah. our high school show when you guys were playing Highlands Ranch. Yeah, and it's on it's on my Instagram, and I'll put it on all the other Instagrams so everyone can see it, but. 
I took the scene from uh, Rookie of the Year when the guy from the Mets yeah. is kind of like breaking up the bat, and then it was this guy, John, <laughs> Dutton, that we're all talking about right now, striding up to the plate. I'll yeah. let you see it here, Scott. That's awesome. That's awesome. So you can see it, but, um, yeah. yeah, you can see that he's just kind of a – he's a football dude, and it's yeah. awesome. Long, long hair, awesome. Just, a, yeah. just a big guy, and, and yeah. so that's awesome. When you have a guy like that that can, that can help your team – and and get them fired up even when things aren't going well right. and, and and here's what i and i believe this I, I i've said this many times and you look at the nfl draft this year multi-sport athletes right those guys see there's something about them sure that they they are able to take the worst of times and things that in the, in the most tense yeah. moments and turn them into sure yeah. something fun sure yep. and they yep. think it's fun that, sure. they, they're not tense they're not you know they're fu- it's fun and I, I think that's your guy for well that. and that's a great point because yeah, he'll say he, he says i'll be i'll be upset at myself in the dirt if i strike out or whatever and once i hit that grass boy when i'm walking back to the dugout i don't know i know my boys got me yeah. um, and then he'll be the first guy back up on on the fence so i think that's that's carried a lot of weight with our guys and and because baseball's as you guys know is a game of failure and he takes that failure and flushes it for the time being and invests back in in his boys and that's awesome and it's uh it's been great to see and, and so conversely let's talk a little bit about a guy who everybody was expecting to go crazy sure uh he's an arkansas commit um he is a unbelievable athlete oh yeah an unbelievable young man i've seen him on the basketball court i've watched him play basketball i've watched him uh, uh, you know, play the game of baseball, Bryce Matthews. He's hitting 383, right? But for his purposes and probably yours as a team, probably didn't have the year he thought he was going to have. Sure. What do you kind of contribute that to? It's tough, man. I mean, um, you're a guy like Bryce, and, and you're an Arkansas commit, as you mentioned, and everybody knows who you are, and, and they know who you are. You know, he played on a, on a very good basketball team, uh, Chaparral, this year. Um, you know, so. When everybody knows you, they know how to pitch you. They attack you differently, um, you know, and and that's hard. That's hard as a young man like Bryce is as a junior, um, you know. So it's it's kind of like that junior or that sophomore uh, curse in, in NCAA basketball. Right. It, it's almost like the junior curse because there's not a lot of freshmen that play. Sure, they they make it their sophomore year. They get their opportunities, um, and, and and a guy, you know, like. I knew who he was last year. Sure. You know, I knew yeah. I knew who he was as a sophomore. So right. after that, after the season he had last year, I knew, man, people are not, you know, he's not going to see pitches. Right. He's got to be more patient. He's got to take his walks. He's right. got to take, and that's not easy for a 17-year-old to do. It's not. It's not. <laughs> not at all. No. No. Bryce, you know, and he's handled it really well. He really has. He's, uh, you know, obviously got high expectations for himself and, and uh, you know, as everybody else does. But he's done a really good job of, of – going game to game and flushing it and you know we'll, we'll see the guys in the locker room afterwards um celebrating a win and and even if he has a bad day he's in there with the guys and and you know it's good to see because you are going to struggle and, and you take your lumps and and especially when you're a well-known guy like that so yeah it's you know. it's it, it's it's fun to see that because for me that really tells what kind of young man he is for sure. the future. It tells you what kind of where what, what Arkansas is really getting. Sure. And, and and trust me, when he gets to Arkansas, he's going to go through it. Sure. I, you know, I, oh, I, yeah, I'm watching is. Casey do it right now. Right. Casey opens and he's, you know, he's getting his one at bat a weekend sure. or whatever. And right. he's tough. You well, know, if you don't get a hit, it's hard. Yeah. It up like and Bryce that. will work his butt off no matter what. I mean, he'll be out there on Sundays hitting. Um, yeah. You know, we saw him all winter during basketball season out there working. So. That's one thing he'll continue to do is keep working and keep putting in the time. And, and uh, you know, really that's all you can ask from a guy. So, 
Cool. Well, uh, my last my last questions. Uh, you know, just from an outsider's perspective, I know you're in the tournament, obviously, but um, I guess pick anyone else aside from yourself. Who do you kind of like to to advance, and who are you guys looking out for? Boy, um, that Mountain Vista team, and you probably have the numbers on this. You know, when's the last time somebody went 19 and 0 in in this state? Not um, well. Last time I think was Cherry Creek, and they got beat in the first round of the playoffs. That yeah, year. I think yeah. you're right. Actually, I, I'm dead serious. I think they were 19 and 0 and got beat in the first round of the playoffs. Right. By Green Mountain. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Long yeah. time ago. That that Vista that, squad. Though. I've had the pleasure to know some of those yeah. kids, and and they've got a great group. They do. Um, they really really do. Job Paskey. Paskey's yeah. the real deal. Yeah. Ireland's the real deal. Liffrig's the real deal. Right. The catcher. Um, oh, I just went blank. Yeah. But he he is also the real deal. Right. Uh, you're right. I think Vista's got. They, yeah. they're, they're the one everybody's trying to, to, to get to. Sure, yep. yeah, and they've earned it, man. They beat us, and, and we were proud of our effort against them for sure. But, you know, they celebrated the win, and, and we told our guys they, they've earned the right to do that, you know. So they've, uh, they've done a great job this year, and, and, you know, they'll be tough for anybody to beat. So, Cool. Well, that's all I got for them, Scotty. Well, Brian, we really appreciate you coming yeah. out, man, and uh, you guys have uh, – Columbine tomorrow, yep. out Saturday, at Col- yeah, or excuse Columbine me, Saturday yeah. out at Columbine. Um, so good luck out there, yeah, and uh, baseball fans get out there and watch all the different high school playoff baseball games that are going out there uh, this weekend. It should be a fun one. Yep. Thanks. Awesome. Thanks for being with us, Ryan. Thanks for having me, guys. Enjoyed it. Yep. And rolling. All right, we're back on CO Prep All Access. Scott Horman, Phil Santucci. Again, here at the Shack in Littleton, one of our favorite places. They, uh, they take care of us every time we're here. We're here with first baseman from Heritage High School Junior, Gunnar Kozlowitz. Gunnar, thanks for being on the show. Thank you for having me. You bet, buddy. So, Gunnar, year number th- two for you to, to play in the tournament. Last year, uh, you hit a grand slam against Grand Junction, a nice. big grand slam. You kind of pimped it a little bit, right? Yes, I did. Yeah, and, and what did I say to you? Don't happen. Don't let it happen again. <laughs> Don't let it happen again. He hit a ball, guys. Whatever. That, that, as long as you do it, who cares? I, I will I tell you it. this. He hit a ball that everybody knew was gone when it left the bat, but the wind was blowing in. Oh, and really? And it barely got out. Well, it's okay. So, so as long anyway, as it got out, you can still but pivot. He got us. He got us rolling, and, and it was a, a great uh, great spark for Heritage last year. So this year, 14-5, and five, second place in league. Obviously, we talked a little bit about Mountain Vista High School and their 19-0 year, and you guys lost to them in extra innings. Um, Got a big weekend ahead of you. You got Dakota Ridge, and then if you win that, you got the winner of Chaparral and Columbine, where you started your high school career. Yeah, um, kind of fun, kind of fun for you. Tell me about how your what your preparation this week and and what you guys are doing to get ready. We've been working a lot on the mental side of it, so we've been visualizing, we've been meditating to be calm and ready for the moment. We've been doing just daily work. Ground balls, fly balls, communication skills, so that we don't have any mistakes during the game. Hitting is key for us, so we've been working on oppo hitting, anything to hit them over, get them in. And then pitchers been doing drive line. Yeah, they've been doing short boxes, Good. 45 feet bullpens. They've been warming up their arms, long tossing every day, just getting ready for the moment. Good. Tell me yeah, more about the meditation. So we have a guy called Matthew Replinger. Oh, um, he's nice. been helping us out all season. And this week, we've had him and the coaches help us just be in the moment, um, really help us visualize the ball coming in, leaving the bat for pitchers, stepping on the rubber and just throwing one pitch at a time. He's, we've been focusing on our breath, just 
four seconds in, four seconds out, nice. calming us down, not letting the fans get in our way. It's important stuff, especially yeah, and, come playoff time. Well, man, and here, and here's you. the thing. You don't hear this very much in high school. And I can honestly tell you, in all the years I coached, I didn't do any of this. No. So, <clears throat> so kind of, it's kind of cool. I know, I know Coach Monroe is kind of a – I don't want. I don't. It's kind of a progressive. Progressive, yeah. He he does a lot of research. He he, he researches a lot of different stuff. Uh, I talk to him a lot at Heritage, and he is always reading on on uh, on things. And I know That's he cool. sent you. Tell me, tell me a little bit about the text he sent you yesterday because he sent it to me too. Um, tell me a little bit about it, and then we'll kind of elaborate and talk a little bit. So, mostly every day he sends us texts telling us quotes from a friend he's always had, just telling us how we can be present in the moment and how he wants us to be better men and bigger leaders on the team. And he wants us to prove that we're one of the top teams. And he just wants us to be there ready for the moment. So he has us watch videos to get hyped up or watch videos to get relaxed. He mostly just cares about our mental side and make sure we're not overstressing things. That's pretty cool. Now, he showed me a video today uh, about um, your comfort zone and kind of getting out of your comfort zone and things like that. I thought it was pretty cool. Um, I know that he's kind of a mental, you know, he, he, he works on the mental side of the game. What does that do to you when you're, at, when you're not in your comfort zone, How, you know, and, and you're still having to compete? What, uh, what, is that, what does that feel like? Um, it's hard because when you're not comfortable, he's always on you. Yeah. Uh, he just wants what's best for you, and he knows, like, he knows how you perform when you're comfortable. Yeah. So when you're not comfortable, he knows that you won't perform well. Yeah. So he just wants you to be comfortable, ready. So when he makes it uncomfortable for you, he knows that you're going to be uncomfortable during mm-hmm. a game, and then it now becomes a comfortable, more comfortable thing for you. That, that's, that's actually really cool. I, I don't think a lot of our high school guys are doing that side of things uh, very much. Well, yeah, they should. I mean, because when you get to college, that's what all the coaches do there. It's Their goal is to make practice a lot harder than games are ever going to be, and that's kind of how they think a – a team is probably properly prepared as if, you know, if my practice is harder than a game, then the game should be a, yeah. a coast. So. And, and I can tell you as a coach, when I look back on my career and I started to write down things I could do better, that was one of the things that I wrote down. I needed to be a better practice coach. Yeah. I thought I was a very, very good game coach, but I needed to be a better practice coach. So that's a that's a really cool thing. So um, Interesting. All right, I thought you were a medium overall coach. Well, that's yeah. Well, you got you got to play college ball. That's all I can say. Um, so yeah, thanks, Phil. I appreciate Just that. Just kidding. Um, so, Gunner, uh, tell me tell me what you're going to do in the next two days to get yourself prepared, and, we'll, and then we'll let you we'll let you go and get ready to play some baseball. But tell me what you're going to do tomorrow and then Saturday morning, and kind of do you have a routine? We know how superstitious baseball players are, and I know how superstitious you are. So, tell me some of those things. So tomorrow we're just going to have our regular practice, probably just BP and some field work, just to get the field beautiful, ready for the game day. And then I'm probably going to go eat dinner at Texas Roadhouse. It's where I go before every game. Nice. That's a good way to go. fueled up and ready to go. What do you have? Um, Barbecue chicken. Nice. Some potatoes. Baked potato yeah, and corn. Yeah, yeah, hey, who, got who, who, who had chicken before every, every game? Uh, Pete Rose. Wade Boggs. Wade Boggs. I knew it was something before like that. Before every game. Yep. And then go to bed early, visualize, try to meditate that night, just get in the right headspace for sleeping, and then wake up, meditate more, take a nice shower to wake up more, and then get ready to go. 
Awesome. A very awesome. spiritual approach. I yeah, like it. Do uh, awesome. Sl- well, do you sleep with your bat or your batting gloves on or anything? I sleep with my bat and my glove. Okay, good. I was going to say, I like not even in playoffs, I slept with my gloves and my uh, my bat. Well, obviously. You're in high school. Who else? You uh, shouldn't be sleeping with anyone else. Uh, obviously, it's worked a lot better for Gunner than it did for you. That's right. That's uh, awesome. We <laughs> hope it keeps working for him. That's yeah. for sure. Well, Gunner, we, hey, man, we appreciate your time. We appreciate you being here. Good luck this weekend. Enjoy the moment. Um, I will tell you. It goes by quick. Every opportunity you get to enjoy playing the game of baseball, enjoy it and, and relax and have fun. So uh, get, looking for big things. Heritage is looking for big things out of Gunner Cosmos yeah, this weekend. It's be awesome. and, and I will tell you how Gunner goes. I think the team will go. If Gunner has a great weekend, I guarantee you this team will do really well. So right Gunner, thanks for being with us. Awesome. Thank you for Good having luck, me. Good luck, buddy. Thank you. You know, that, now let's roll. Let's get into the 4A uh, Baseball brackets, and yep. and one of the things that I think is cool about uh, you know th- this is is baseball has you you go from thirty two teams down to eight, and in one weekend, and anybody can beat anybody. We've seen a thirty two team thirty two seed beat a one seed mm-hmm. before. Um, let's talk a little four A and go region by region, and let's pick a winner out of each region if we can. Okay. You know, so the, let's, let's, let's get that done. The first one, you got Windsor, Greeley Central, Canyon City, and Pueblo County. I'm going Windsor for sure. We did some stuff with them on the show. They just look strong. Yeah, Win- Windsor's 18-1, and one, and I, I know their coach, Brad, um, and I just went blank on his last name, coached at Fort Collins for years, took a couple years off, and he has turned that Windsor program around. They're a powerhouse in 4A. They're the number one seed, 18 and one. Coach Brad Deal. Brad, yeah, Brad Deal. Um, he, uh, they, they're going to come out of that bracket. Windsor is definitely going to come out of that bracket. I think, I think you'll see um, Canyon City beat Pueblo County, and then I think you'll see obviously Windsor beat uh, Gre- Greeley Central, and then Windsor take it, take it all. So there you go. I agree with you there. Region, re- region two, and this is again 4A baseball, kind of the same thing as as uh, you know 4A soccer, where you get into the teams from places you're not quite yeah. used to. I'm taking Lewis Palmer out of that bracket. Um, I know Palisade's the one. They're playing Montrose in that first game, and I, I think Palisade will probably get by them again. You know, don't just don't know a whole lot about those schools because yeah. they're our Grand, you know, Grand Junction, Western Slope kind of stuff. And, and the thing about it, and we'll talk about this a little bit, Palisade, you know, up in Grand Junction, we talked about it during basketball. We talked about it a little bit. They don't get to play the competition on a daily basis that these schools down here, like Lewis Palmer, get to play. Yep. I agree with you again. This is, again, we're, we're, we're on the same page. I think Lewis Palmer yeah. takes that bracket. Yeah, I, I definitely think so for sure. So, uh, But, you know, only time will tell. You never know in a baseball game. That's, that's, that's the glory of baseball playoffs. It's, uh, you know, you lose, you go home here. So if one pitcher gets hot or some hitter has a big game, it's it can really be anyone. So in uh, in Region 3 for 4A, you've got Fort Morgan's the number one going against Northridge. Uh, and then you've got Cheyenne Mountain as the two going up against the three, who is Mead. Um, again, I'm going to go down with a school from the south with Cheyenne Mountain coming out of this bracket for sure. Um, yeah, they've been there, done that. Uh, you know, I, I have a powerhouse from down there, yeah, too, really. Yeah, they've to be been there, done that. They're very well coached. Um, I like Fort Morgan because I, I, you know, they're kind of those uh, those tough kids or the farm kids. They're the they're the kids that uh, that you know are gonna are gonna compete. But I do believe Shine Mountain's gonna come out. Gosh, we're we're agreeing way too much, man. Well, we know baseball, so yes. <clears throat> um, in uh, Region Four, you got Palmer Ridge and Elizabeth, the uh, one versus the four, and then Evergreen and Falcons. So, you know, they're. 
you know, at least in the first game for sure, I'm going to take Palm Ridge over Elizabeth. And then Evergreen, I will take over Falcon. But that's kind of a toss-up, to be quite honest with you. Okay. Um, but probably going to go Palmer Ridge. All right, this is where we're going to disagree. I'm going to go Evergreen. I, I, uh, I think they do a good job up there, and um, I just have not seen enough out of Palmer Ridge. 15-4 is a great record, um, but I just think Evergreen, again, is one of those teams that's been there, done that, and I'll go, I'm going to go with Evergreen. Okay. All right, Region 5, Valor's the one over number four, Kennedy. I just said over number four, Kennedy. I think that'll probably happen, so yep. I'm going to go Valor there. Um, and then you got TJ and Berthid, Thomas Jefferson and Berthid. Berthid uh, assistant coach Clint Barmas. We have a, a feature in the show last week on that. I saw that. Which was pretty cool. It was. Um, but I'm taking Valor in that first game. I'm going to take I'm gonna take TJ in that second game. Okay. And going Valor, obviously, yeah. the defending state champs in, in 4A to, I, to, to get through that first region. Yeah, I just watched Valor beat Heritage 3-1 to one in, a, in a really good ball game, well-pitched ball game. Um, I watched a, a kid from right field, uh, um, Ryan Barber, throw throw a guy out at home on a dime. Yeah, uh, Valor is very well coached. Keith Wall's back as the hitting coach, coaches first base for him. Uh, that's he's won a lot of state championships, obviously as a coach. Yep. Um, Valor Christian, for sure. Cool. Moving on to Region Six, Denver North's the one. Wheat Ridge is the four. Holy Family's two. D. Evelyn is three. Uh, good for Denver North for getting the one seed there, by the way. Um, I did not see them play this year. I saw Wheat Ridge play a little bit this year. It's a um, tough bracket. I'm going to go Denver North there just because I want to give the one seed some love. And then Holy Family and Dievelin. I I'll take the two and go Holy Family. And I think Denver North's going to come away with it. All right. Here's where, you again, we're going to disagree. Uh, I struggle with the DPS schools because I don't think their schedule – that they play is no, a tough enough schedule. I know. I'm with you. Uh, I'm going to go Holy Family uh, to win this to win this bracket. It, 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 or I'll, I'm going to go with Holy Family, but I'll tell you this. If the Evelyn beats Holy Family, I think they beat Denver North also. Okay. So, uh, you know, Holy Family, though. Okay. Uh, Region 7, Longmont's the 1, Stanley Lake's a 4, Discovery Canyon's a 2, Erie's a 3. Uh, I am going to go with Longmont over Stanley Lake. I'm going to go Discovery Canyon over Erie. And I'm going to go with Discovery Canyon. Ooh. Keep it right. with all the Colorados. Because there was a lot of good Colorado yeah, Springs schools are, this year. Yeah, they're really good. And I think that might help a little bit in playoff times with they all playing each other. I'm going to go Longmont over Stanley Lake. I'm going to go Discovery over Erie. And then I'm going to go Longmont there. Okay. That's also, I mean, you could probably go that way for sure. And, and Stanley Lake, you know, Coach Bob Bodie is coaching there. He, he, he left Littleton last year. and. Headed to uh, Stanley Lake and has done a great job of getting that program back on track. Yeah, so, it's something big cool. leaguer. Yeah, yep. Uh, crazy. Yeah. Um, all right, Region 8, the last one, Pueblo West and Durango, uh, one and four. And then you've got the two-seed Golden and the three-seed Glenwood Springs. Saw Durango play last week. I'm going to go Pueblo West um, after seeing <laughs> that one. Uh, That's pretty funny, actually. I've got Golden and Glenwood Springs. I'm going to go Golden, they've got, you know, they've kind of got some history in the playoffs. They've got some pedigree in the playoffs um, as a baseball program, so I'll go Golden. All right. I'm going to go Pueblo West over Durango, based on what you said. And then I'm going to go Golden over Glenwood Springs. And I'm going to give some love to Pueblo. I'm going to go Pueblo over Golden. Cool. So I'm going to give a little love to Pueblo. I didn't okay. give them enough love during basketball season. I'm going to do it right here in baseball season. So Pueblo, go. leave me alone. All right, cool. All right, now to 5A, Region 1. we got to get it going here. Uh, Vista, Mountain Vista is the one. Mullen's the four. Legend is two. Lakewood is three. 
Uh, Mountain Vista is going to get past Mullen. Legend's definitely going to get past Lakewood. And then I think it'll be a game with between Vista and Legend, but I think Vista gets out of their region still as the you know undefeated top team in the state. Yeah, and, and, and uh, you know, like we said, Coach Q has done a great job over at Mountain Vista. They're 19-0. I don't think they're taking anybody lightly. I don't think they like the fact that Legend's in their, no. in their bracket. They played Legend this year. Legend's a dangerous hitting team. Yeah, they are. I they think, could joke. You never yeah, know. We've, seen, never we've know. seen Legend play, yep. you know, and so. Um, never know. Vista and Legend, and then I'm going to go Vista also. Okay. <clears throat> um, next region down, region two, you've got Arapaho, the one seed, and Prairie View is the four. Douglas County is two. Fort Collins is three. I'm going Arapaho over Prairie View, Douglas County over Fort Collins, and Douglas County over Arapaho. Ooh. Winning that one. We saw Douglas County play. We saw Arapaho play. Yep. I think Arapaho is one of those teams that's on a roll right now. They're playing really good baseball at the right time. Obviously, them over Prairie View, Douglas County over Fort Collins, and then I'm going Arapaho to take care of Douglas County. Um, love Douglas County. No, you know, no skin off their back or anything like that. But I think Arapaho is playing good baseball at the right time. Yeah. I think Garrett DeClue. Um, can flat out throw it. He's a lefty. It's true. And that first game, I don't think they're going to need to throw Garrett. And uh, and so I think you're, you're going to see Derek, Garrett beat, beat Douglas County. Cool. <clears throat> Agree to disagree. I like that. I'm all I right know. with it. Region 3, uh, Legacy is the 1, and Highland Ranch is the 4. Uh, Grandview is the 2, and Rocky Mountain is the 3. So... I think we talked about this before. I think Highlands Ranch is actually going to beat Legacy. Yeah. Um, you know, a four over a one there. And then you've got Grandview and Rocky Mountain, which, you know, Rocky Mountain's obviously got the pedigree of being in the championship game as much as they have. But seeing them a couple times this year just didn't play very good baseball. But, I, you know, not stuff that could have easily been corrected. So I'm still going to go Grandview there. And I'm going to take Grandview beating Hound Ranch, too. Yeah, I think you've got it. I think you've hit the nail on the head. I think Legacy, uh, I think they kind of got the worst draw of any first game in the bracket. Yeah. Uh, 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 Thompson, the pitcher from Highland Ranch, is one of the best in the yeah, state. Yeah, he's really good. I saw him throw this um, year. He's really if good. If they play halfway, halfway decent, I think Highland Ranch beats Legacy. I don't know who wins that game between Grandview and Rocky Mountain. I, I really don't. I think Rocky Mountain has this little bit, you know, you call it the Creek Mystique. I think they have a little bit of that, too, come playoff time. Um, but I am going to go with Grandview. And then I think Grandview runs away with it against Highland Ranch because I, I don't think Highland Ranch has the pitching after Thompson to win that second game. I agree. So uh, we agree on that one, too. Cool. All right, Region 4, um, Fruit of Monuments, the 1. Castleview is the 4. Cherokee Trails two, Boulder is three. Um, my roommate's the pitching coach for Castleview, so I got to take them uh, a four over a one, and I would take them over them anyway. Um, yeah. Again, it's even saw their athletic director today at the tennis, and not that he was saying anything. He's just he even said and admitted we just don't see the pitching that we always see in the playoffs during the regular season. Talk so about Fruta. He doesn't know. Yeah, he's like I, you know, I wish I hope the best, obviously, but it's always hard to say because we just don't see it. Yeah. So I'm going to go Castleview there. Uh, Coach Colin Allen, my, my roommate, will give him a shout-out. But they do have, you know, Castleview's got good pitching. If he if Wyndham is on, you know, he's one of yeah. the better guys in the state. And, if you know, you can put a couple runs behind a guy like that in the playoffs, you can make some runs. So I'll go Castleview there over Fruta. Ooh, I'm going to go Boulder over Cherokee Trail. Um, they had a crazy, you know, couple last three, four years just running through coaches and, 
and trying to figure out what was going on with that program. And they finally got in this year and got a chance to spend some time with them on the show. And they were a fun team. And I think they're just loose and, you know, probably just on cloud nine as being in the playoffs. So we'll see how far that momentum can take them. But um, I think I think Castleview is going to win that somehow. I don't know how, but I think they're going to. Gosh, I was really thinking I was going to, like, surprise you. I, I have the same exact thing. They played in a tough league, you know. Well, here's the thing. They're 10-9. and nine. But they beat a couple really, really good teams. They've got pitching. They've got – if this is – if there's ever a year they're going to do it, I think this is the year. Castleview over Fruita. I think Cherokee Trail over Boulder. And then I think Castleview and Cherokee Trail is going to be a great game. And I'm going to go with Castleview. The one thing I will say is we the, we have seen Castleview look very bad yes, at times, we too. Did. So in the playoffs, you know, you can erase all those bad memories and moments if you just play, you know, 110%. So we'll see. they got to play hard. We actually we actually had their game on a night where they literally laid an egg. Yeah. So. They, they just played horrible. So, um, you know, again, I, I think <laughs> I was thinking I was going to surprise no, I people. Like that and one. you and I are both on the same page. Nope, that's good. So down to Region 5, uh, you got Heritage and Dakota Ridge. Heritage is the one. Dakota's the four. Uh, Chaparral's a two, and Columbine's a three. This is like one of the toughest regions, I would say, because um, I saw a lot of these teams all play throughout the, the spring. Dakota Ridge is no slouch at all. They've got a really good like defensive infield, mm-hmm. very sound. Um, Chaparral, you know, we just obviously talked with uh, with Coach Serena and, and got to know them a little bit. They can swing it. They play their coach well. Columbine's always there, so... Um, you know, in game one, you got to take Heritage, though. Obviously, one of the one of the one seeds in the tourney. Um, the pitching's there, obviously, to at least get by game one. Yeah. Hopefully. Um, so I'm going to take Heritage there over Dakota, and then in the game two, I'll take Chaparral over Columbine, and then I'm going to take Heritage again um, over Chaparral in a big one. I think it'll be a close game. I, I, I agree. Uh, but that's who we're going to have there. Yeah. So let, let's talk a little bit. A couple couple distractions that I, I, I see. It is prom night for Heritage. That's, that always happens. It does. It always happens, but it's prom night. Chaparral's already had theirs. I'm sure Dakota Ridge has already had theirs. For whatever reason, Heritage is very late. But um, Shouldn't be an excuse for a good team. I, I agree. I'm just saying there's a <laughs> lot of things that are going on. Um, I think Heritage beats Dakota Ridge. What's going to be interesting is, is what Coach Monroe does with the second game. Because I think he – and he's smart to play the 1230 game and to watch Shap and Columbine play the 10 a.m. game. Because I think if Shap wins, I think you're going to see – this is me. I think you're going to see um, Egloff throw the second game if, if, if uh, Shap wins. If, 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 if Columbine wins, um, I think, I think um, you'll, see, you'll see Egloff throw the first game. I'm, I could not disagree. I just hope he throws game one no matter what. Okay, so – Because I've always – I know when coaches, like, try and set up, like, to get to game two, and it's just snake – it's a, it's a snake waiting to bite you. Last two it years, like, he's waited – we've thrown him the second game, and he's – and both times we got there. Yeah. And he and lost – most times he it does. Lost, he lost both games. One game was a two-to-one, and then last year he didn't quite have his stuff. But um, I, I think when you're that – when you're the number two seed in the state – you're expecting to win. For sure. And no I doubt think, about and it. And I think the one thing about Heritage is they have enough pitching. Yeah. Their number two pitcher, and I think Serena, uh, Ryan Serena later on in our broadcast yeah, yeah, tells yeah. you a little bit about it. Um, when you have those two or three guys, and Heritage has, and they've yeah. used them all. Yeah. They've got Pete Kronowski. They've got Eric McKnight. They've yep. got uh, – And I'm not even saying it to, you know, knock those guys ability because yeah. McKnight, obviously, we yeah. know, is, is an arm. Um, yeah. What I'm saying is it's more of a, of a mentality as the coach kind of saying, like, I don't care who we're playing. 
you know, they're getting our best. And then, you know, game B is they're going to get our next guy who's the best yep. that day, and, too. And so. so you also have the mentality as a coach is it doesn't matter who we throw, we're going to win. Yeah, too. So, so it's it, the way it, you look it, at yeah, it. Yeah, it's the way sure. you look at it. But I see Shap, um, I do see Shap beating Columbine. Yep. And I think it's funny because, um, you know, Chaparral's got two former Heritage coaches on their Fiscus uh, coached with me at Heritage, and so did Pablo Severson, so it's kind of fun to go. watch that. Um, and I do. I agree with you. I think, you know, I'm going to go with the one seed. I think it's going to be a tremendous baseball game. I believe Shap is going to be a force to be reckoned with for, the, for years to come oh, yeah. Yeah. with their coaching staff and yep. the, way that they're, the way that they're approaching the game. Yep. But, uh, you know, I'm going to go with the number one there. Cool. All right, down to uh, Region 6, uh, Mountain Range is the one, Lincoln 4, Ralston Valley 2, Loveland is 3. Uh, Mountain Range over Lincoln, Ralston over Loveland for me, um, and I'm going to go Ralston Valley over Mountain Range. I, I need to go first on a couple of these because it sounds like I'm, I'm just repeating you. It's okay. I, I, we're on the same page, man. Mountain Range is going to beat Lincoln. Lincoln 13-6 and six, again, though. I don't believe Lincoln plays the schedule that, yeah. that these other – uh, teams play. Ralston Valley should be. And people always hate on the media for giving the DPS a hard time, at least in the baseball playoffs. Yeah, but it's, it just they. It, it happens every year. If if a you know if a team makes a run, that's an easy way to shut everyone up. Yeah, 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 exactly. And it hasn't happened for years. So, um, uh, Ralston over Mountain Range. I just don't you know I just don't see Mountain Range uh, uh, beating a, a really good Ralston Valley team that's been that's been uh, through some really good games yeah, this year. Yeah, for sure. So. Let me do this one. Cool. I'm going to go Regis Regis 7. We're going to go Pine Creek and Regis Jesuit, 1 and 4. Chatfield and Thunder Ridge. I think this is a great bracket. Yeah, this is a tough one. Um, Chatfield's 2. Thunder Ridge is 3. Congratulations to Chatfield, by the way, winning the Jeffco League this This, year. Like, these four teams shouldn't be in the same region. (laughs) But it's, you know, Regis. Regis Especially when you see the one right above it. Yeah, but, yeah, Regis has kind of had a rough year. you know, they're 8-11 and 11 in, a, in a tough, tough, tough Continental League. True. I'm going to go Pine Creek over Regis. No doubt. Um, and, and I just think that, you know, Pine Creek, again, we, we saw them play Rock Canyon. They are, they are the real deal. They're very good. They're going to um, be tough. Chatfield Thunder Ridge game is going to be really interesting because I think Casey Koppelmaul will throw against T. Ridge. And I think the freshman uh, who beat Heritage uh, um, will throw for uh, – Thunder Ridge, and yeah. he's, a, he's an 88-89 guy. Yep. Uh, that's kind of a toss-up game for me, but I'm going to take Chatfield, and then I'm going to take Pine Creek to come out of that bracket. Mine's the exact same, so okay. that's all funny. Right. All right. We, we, we've been pretty much the same all Yeah, the the, I just don't, I don't trust the, uh, the, the Thunder Ridge bats, especially in the playoffs, and they even talked about it throughout the season. They just, yeah. you know, was so streaky, and it's just not a good time to be streaky. Well, they do. They are. I know Joe has made the announcement that he's, you know, stepping down, so there might be a little incentive that there. That can help. You know, that, that can, can help. definitely there help. I know those seniors want to do some stuff. Do some things for him. We talked to, when we talked to them, and that was a yep. huge thing. Let's go to uh, the last region. We got this to me. Again, I told you before. You've got Cherry Creek, Broomfield, Monarch, and Rock Canyon. Um, I, I got Cherry Creek over Broomfield, um, and, and I think Broomfield is just happy to be there. I, did, I think they were on those. One of those teams this year that was like, if we just make the playoffs, it's going to be a good year for us. Yeah, um, they're rebuilding. Yeah. you know, after losing a bunch of pitching, and Monarch and Rock Canyon, I think first year head coach, and I find that funny. Uh, coach Garrett uh, Duman, who was an assistant at Cherry Creek, is in their bracket. Yeah, that's they, crazy. They got to go back, which that's I think really is going to be crazy. cool. I for hope him. they get to play each other. It'd be really neat if they do, but I don't see it happen because Monarch's got a dude. Yeah, that's, so that's so true. I have Monarch over Rock Canyon, and then I got Cherry Creek coming out of there. Cool, um, Cherry Creek, obviously for me. Um, Going over Broomfield, Coach Sedbrook, me, me and him already had our conversation on this one. 
he called me, but he already knew that Cherry Creek was going to uh, hopefully take care of business. Uh, but uh, Monarch, I'm going to take that with you. Um, you know, Coach Duman will be back for sure with those guys, and there will be, I'm sure, many Rock Canyon Cherry Creek games in the future. But um, I think it will be Cherry Creek Monarch and, of course, Cherry Creek going on and winning the region and probably at the state championship. <laughs> Let's. All right. Anyway, so, hey, there's a lot of great baseball. If you're a baseball fan, get out, watch some baseball this weekend. Um, that's our take on the on the baseball uh, brackets and on the spring sports. We had great interviews coming up with with uh, with um, uh, Coach George, Ryan Serena. Ryan Serena and and Gunnar Kozlowitz. So listen to those. But yep. man, what a what a great time of year for high school sports. Yeah, it was a fun week. Uh, like we got shoot three four more weeks of some more exciting action, all championship stuff, so trophies and all that fun. Um, so stay tuned on the uh, on Colorado Prep All Access for more podcasts and uh, check out Colorado Prep Spotlight TV um, every Monday night on AT&T Sportsnet for more highlights and coverage and fun. And uh, we'll talk to you guys next week. Thanks, Scott. Phil, thanks for being with us, family. I'm excited uh, getting ready for some great baseball. Have a great night, guys. You too.